Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. I'm joined today by my handsome co-host, Dewey Vaughn, back after a couple weeks of hiatus of letting my mom and I play with Cat Talk Radio. So welcome back, Dewey. Hello, cat fans, and thank you, Molly. I hope to uh, do as well as you and your mom did. (laughs) <laughs> you absolutely will. So Dewey and I are here today to give you resources to make life with your cat more rewarding and behavior-free, of course, because Cat Talk Radio is an outreach program of Cat Behavior Solutions, which is a nonprofit that's dedicated to keeping cats out of shelters by giving you great information to prevent behaviors from ever occurring in the home because shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats. And Cat Behavior Solutions has other resources, too, other than this weekly podcast of Cat Talk Radio. We have a really rich social media, so go out there and find us on Facebook and like us. There's a great blog on the website. I do uh, virtual and in-home consultations if you're having problems with your cats. I'll do educational seminars in various cities around the, the country from time to time and speaking engagements at shelters and things. So if you'd like to help with this effort and help keep us on the air and this information flowing to you free of charge, then think about making a donation. No amount is too small. And you can do that through a PayPal link on our website, at catbehaviorsolutions.org. And email me, too, if you've gotten something out of one of these podcasts or maybe I've consulted with you or you read a blog that really helped. Let me know what's going on with your life and your cat's life because I I love hearing from you. In fact, I I did a behavior consult a, a few weeks ago for Janet and Ray. They have two of the most gorgeous Bengal cats I've ever seen that they're trying to introduce and integrate together in the household. And one of their projects was to to do catify a room so they put these incredible shelves all up around the room and stair step for them to get up and down and hidey holes and cabinets it's it's amazing i'm going to post that video to to facebook so be sure to go find us on facebook so you can see that because it's really worth seeing so today we're going to do and i're going to talk about the abcs of cats it's going to be an alphabet soup of cat info today. So, Dewey, kick us off. All right. Well, thank you for that. And I am looking forward to seeing that video of uh, the shelves and things. I think that's, uh, that's a great looking or great idea. I'm sure it's great looking. Okay. So, to start us off, we're going to be going through A to Z in the cat world. Let's start off with A. What does A stand for? A's going to stand for acne. And teenage acne? <laughs> well, kind of. Um, instead of teenage acne, it's feline acne. Unless your feline's a teenager, and then it could be teenage feline acne, which sounds like a terrible book title. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but feline acne is, is actually quite common, which is why I wanted that to be A. Because um, it's usually found on a cat's chin, and it has little bumps. And Tabasco has 
has some feline acne. In fact, uh, he's sleeping there next to you. So um, reach over and feel it. It's right on his chin. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bumps of various sizes, and they can turn into crusty little sores. It starts out just looking like your cat's got little tiny black dirt on its chin, especially if it's got a white chin like Tabasco's. You can really see it. And those are actually blackheads. Is that caused by oily skin like people? Well, usually, like in Tabasco's case, uh, sadly, it can be caused by immune system issues. Um, it can also be a simple allergy to things like fleas or, you know, uh, diet and uh, food allergies is very common. Cats are commonly allergic to eggs, seafood, wheat, soy, corn. So um, another cause could be household cleaners can actually irritate your cat's skin. How about clear silk? Can you clear up, clear it up with clear silk? <laughs> well, you probably uh, don't want to put clear silk on your cat's chin, but you can dab it with witch hazel. So you can get like a cotton ball and soak it in witch hazel and dab it on the cat's chin. But the main things you should do is change their diet. If you're not already feeding grain-free, change to a grain-free diet and remove seafood from their diet. Those are the two biggest allergens for cats and see if it improves. And if it doesn't, then, you know, go get an overall vet check because it could be that there's some underlying conditions going on there. And another thing you can do is um, you can change out their plastic bowls because sometimes plastic or dye found in pet dishes can cause allergens for cats. So, you know, maybe try using a metal or a ceramic bowl instead. All right. We got lots of letters to go through. What about B? Is that for balls? <laughs> you would say B is for balls. Okay, we'll go there. Cat balls. <laughs> Cat balls. Cat balls. It probably wouldn't have been a more appropriate T word for testicles, but okay, we'll go with balls. <laughs> so cat balls let's see what can i tell you about that well um kitten testicles drop believe it or not either before birth or usually before six weeks old which is why we spay and neuter them at the shelter when they're eight weeks two months old that gives them plenty of time for those testicles to drop because uh, they do have to drop before they can be neutered um, retained testicles is is something that can actually happen in cats and what that means is that they're you know they're stuck up inside their body cavity and they don't drop before six months it's it's rare I've, I've seen a couple cases in the shelter where we've had to send a cat out to foster until its balls drop <laughs> but it's good to get rid of those balls by neutering your cat because behaviorally <laughs> the you know unneutered males have scientifically been proven to mark more it's a territorial thing they're much more territorial than the neutered males so you get you get lots of behavior issues if you leave those cat balls in place and uh, and you get unwanted litters. I mean, you know, there's nothing cuter than a newborn baby kitten, but by God, this world does not need another litter of kittens. Um, they're overflowing in shelters. Um, another really kind of cool thing about neutering your cat is neutered cats require fewer calories. You know, I think that's so amazing that they need fewer calories. You know, I I can't think of a reason why they would the calories would be any different one way or another. 
Well, can probably, you? Um, you know, maybe they're they're spending a lot of energy when they're not altered, um, looking for mates, out roaming. You know, they're they're probably just burning up a lot more energy, kind of like you know when you were single and you spent a lot more time out looking for dates and. Now we sit on the couch and watch TV, so probably <laughs> need less calories too. Yeah. Although I'm really glad you still have your balls. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, okay, we let's move on to see. <laughs> yeah, I think we may need to move on. We can get a, a too deep into that conversation. So C, is that for crazy? <laughs> yeah, like crazy cats are not crazy. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, I'm going to put my foot down here. C, let's see. C is for cerebral cortex. There you go. Giving you two C words. Cerebral cortex. So a cat actually has 300 million neurons in their cerebral cortex, which is their brain. Dogs only have 160 million neurons. So in the end, they've done studies on this, and they say that cats actually have a lower social IQ, which means they're not as as interactive or affiliative as dogs. But cats have a much better long-term memory and have, have a better ability to solve complex and difficult problems than dogs. And that's because of having so many more neurons in their cerebral cortex. There's your C word. <laughs> that is amazing. I love all those neurons popping around. It's so amazing. We have so many millions of those. Okay, so what about D? D is for dehydration. And this is really important because cats are descendant from African wildcats, which are descendant desert cats. And they're not wired to, to drink very much. Um, a lot of people feed their cats way too much dry food, and it mildly dehydrates them their whole life, and that will lead to renal issues later in life that are irreversible. So feed your cat moist food. You don't feed any more than maybe 20% dry food. I, In fact, I only put dry food out at night in the food timer for that middle-of-the-night feeding, and I feed wet food the rest of the day. And water. Make sure that your cat has a clean water bowl. They have a lot of bacteria in their mouth, so when they drink water... And that bacteria goes in the water, and that's what makes that bowl slimy. Well, your cat can taste that, and they can smell it because they have really great receptors in their nose, too. And they typically won't drink enough water. So every day, pick up that water dish, scrub it out, and put down a fresh bowl of, of water to keep your cat from getting dehydration. All right. Mm-hmm. So we move on to E. And let me guess, that's for ears? Okay, ears, yeah. <laughs> Let me give you some ear facts, some cat All ear right. facts. Give me some ear facts. <laughs> Cat's ears can rotate 180 degrees. And they have, and the reason they can rotate that is because they have 32 muscles in their ears. Like compared to us, we only have six muscles in our ears. And cats have three times the hearing ability. Wow, that's incredible. I I have hearing aids, and I don't think I can turn them up to that level. <laughs> well, and cats hear at higher frequencies, you know. So as 
as people tend to lose their hearing, it's that high frequency range that seems to go first in our in our human hearing loss. But cats can hear at these super high frequencies. They can hear up to 100,000 cycles per second. And, and us, we can only hear 20,000 cycles per second. And dogs, 40,000. So, you know, when you have the dog sitting around the living room and all of a sudden the dog picks his head up and looks towards the window and you know, you yep. know, they've heard something outside that you haven't yeah. heard. Well, pay more attention to your cat because that cat is actually able to hear more stuff going on outside than you and your dog. It's amazing. They're hearing, they say that they can hear bats communicating, that they can hear the mice, and they can actually tell the difference between different rodent species by listening to their little mice chirping going on outside. So their Uh, hearing is just amazing. I think that's remarkable. Just absolutely remarkable. Okay, so moving on to F. What is F? Uh, F is for feet. So here's an interesting fact. Did you know that cats have five toes on the front and only four in the back? And uh, you can, again, just reach over and feel Tabasco's feet, and and you'll see that there's five on the front and four in the back. And they also have scent glands in between their toes. And those are really important territorial markers. So they, you know, when they scratch on the scratching post or your couch, hopefully not. If they are, look at some of our podcasts on that. But if they're scratching, they're leaving visual markers of claw marks, you know, like the big cats do in the forest and stuff, same thing. But they're also leaving really important scent markers behind from those scent glands in between their toes. And did you know that cats are more commonly left pawed? You know, we're, people are more commonly right-handed, but cats are, are left-pawed dominant more commonly. But there was a, a small study, wasn't large enough to really have any, you know, super big talk about, but a small study showed that, that female cats were actually more right-paw dominant. What about cats that have extra toes? And that's called a polydactyl. And um, those are cool. Those are descendants of Hemingway's cat, actually, because Hemingway's cat was a a polydactyl kitten from Snowball, I believe the mother's name was, that was on a merchant ship that used to visit um, his family. And uh, he got one of the kittens. And it's like they say that polydactyl cats, every polydactyl cat somewhere in there is, is related to Hemingway's cat's. And, you know, here's another interesting fact about cats' toes, which I guess works with the F feet word, but their nails in the front retract, but the back toenails don't. So, you know, a lot of times people will say to me, are you not going to trim the back paws? Because I do trim cat nails. Um, and it's because you can see them more because they, they stick straight out. They don't, they don't retract back into the foot like the, the front feet do. And cats walk on their toes. They don't walk on their feet. They walk on their toes, which gives them more agility. And, and that's also why when you declaw a cat, 
it is very, very painful. And they say about 80% of cats after a declaw procedure, which is really more like an amputation at the knuckle, 80% of cats after that have bone spurs and residual pain. Well, think about that. If you, It's like us. We tend to probably put more weight on our heels, and people that have heel spurs are just in horrible, excruciating pain when they walk. So cats that have been declawed when they walk on their toes are going to be in a lot of pain. So don't do that. And if you want more information about declawing and declawing alternatives, you can either email me. And my email's easy. It's molly at cattalkradio.com. And I'll be happy to send it to you. That's awesome. Uh, let's move on. We've got a lot more here to go through. What about G? G is for grooming. Did you know that cats spend 10 to 15% of their waking hours, which is grooming, which is about an hour a day? And and you know that it's it's often not about being clean, um, but cats are real fastidious, that's for sure. Well, it's, fastidious. Wait, wait, wait. That should be an F word. <laughs> that should have been our F word. But we no, went what with, happened? We went with feet instead. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. I thought I was going backwards. <laughs> but, you know, and, and when cats are grooming, it's it's not always about being fastidious. It's more about how they smell. They're trying to get... Um, their bodies, their fur to smell like themselves. So they're depositing their saliva is a a real marker, a scent marker for cats too. So they're often licking our scent off them. And you notice if you pet a cat, sometimes when you're done petting, the cat will turn around and lick itself real quick and, and do a little grooming session. That's to get your smell off of them. Really? I didn't know that. That's interesting information. You can, but it's... It's like, get back off me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Next time you pet Tabasco, just watch what happens when you're done. (laughs) Be like, hey, 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 don't don't rub that off. (laughs) It's like rubbing my lipstick off when I kiss you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so let's move on into H. What is H? Tell us about H. H, let's make H for heart, of course, because cats have big, beautiful hearts. And their hearts beat 150 to 210 beats per minute. That's two to three times faster than our 60 to 80 beat per minute hearts. And, and you know, they can get heart disease just like humans. So it's real important to pay attention to your cat's heart by getting regular vet visits. I mean, the most common is a hypertrophic cardiomyopathy where the heart muscle becomes thickened and it and the heart doesn't pump effectively and eventually that will lead to heart failure which and that's a genetic disorder there's not really anything you can do to prevent it um there are heart murmurs like tabasco has is that signs of heart disease yeah there's there um well heart murmurs is is if your cat has a heart murmur that that is considered heart disease on its on its own Um, Some things you can look for in your cat if you suspect it might be having heart issues because it's, you know, really hard to tell. But if your cat's weaker than normal, if it's got a decreased appetite and it's not eating and losing weight, um, panting, coughing, you know, just like people with heart disease, breathing becomes difficult. So, you know, Tabasco had a 
has asthma, so and I thought he was just trying to get hairballs up because it sounds just like that. You know, coughing is sounds just like trying to get up a hairball, but it never comes up. So if your cat's coughing or acting like they're throwing up hairballs but nothing ever comes up, then it's time for a vet visit. All right. So let's jump into I. Tell us all about I. I is going to be for illness because it's really hard to spot illness in cats. You know, they are both predator and prey. They don't show signs of weakness. So when they stop feeling good, they really try to cover it up and hide it. And, and not show any vulnerability. We did a Cat Talk Radio podcast on how to spot the subtle signs of illness in your cat. And uh, that was a few weeks ago. So go back in the podcasts and listen to that. It was an important episode. All right. Yes, uh, I encourage everyone out there to go back and listen to these podcasts as many times as they need to. And to listen to all the ones coming in the future. So let's jump into J. Speaking of jump. All right. J for jump. We'll <laughs> go there. <laughs> okay. Um, did you know that cats can jump six times their length? Because they've got really powerful muscles in their back legs. And I guess if you were going to equate that, the human equivalent would be we'd have the ability to leap the width of a swimming pool if it was a wide, big, wide swimming pool. So J for jump. I'd sing, wow. but it's not that kind of a radio show. And they we, can jump without steroids. Yes, yes, <laughs> they can. <laughs> All right, let's move into K. I'm assuming that's for kittens. Okay, did you know that a group of kittens is called a kindle? And a no. group of cats is called a clouder. That could have been our C word, actually. Oh, well, for sure. And I didn't know there were such a thing. Kindle yeah. and clouder. Yeah. Huh. And clouder. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so what about L, love? Yes. Do they really? Do I they think really so. Love? You know, I, we, another recent episode was on Does Your Cat Really Love You? And I felt like I, I came out of that episode painting that more negatively than it is because I really do think that they develop deep affection for us you know love is is such a human emotion and 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 different in a lot of ways than for other species of course but but i think cats you know they i i've seen cats that are just so incredibly loving and appreciative and affiliative to human interactions and relationships that it would be hard to say that they that they don't. So, yes, I think cats can love us. Wow, that's great. So let's jump into M, mean. No, cats are not mean. (laughs) 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 Meow, let's do meow. They're not mean. And they're a hundred. Okay, let's go there. All right, meow, meow. Let's hear yours. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. (laughs) (laughs) And see, we could go on. Yeah, meow. Because there's one. That's one without my testicles. (laughs) 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 Did you know that there's a hundred different sounds that cats make, but they don't speak to each other? And also, dogs only have ten sounds, by the way. Um, Really? 
Yeah. So are you are you picking up on this? Like cats hearing is better. Their yeah. speech is better. I'm thinking yeah. cats are cats are more they're superior human beings or beings. Sorry, they're not human. They're superior beings. I think they're You're probably, not biased here, are you? They're like superheroes of the <laughs> pet species. <laughs> no, I'm not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hearing that in this anywhere. No, no. <laughs> so here's Here's an interesting, so a hundred different meows. Think about that. You know, meow, 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 a hundred different sounds a cat can make. And they do this by using eight consonants, five vowels, two diphthongs, and one triphthong. What is that? (laughs) That sounds like you just fell over something. (laughs) I tripped on that. (laughs) Triphthong, a diphthong and a triphthong. So a diphthong is a gliding vowel with two adjacent vowels within the same syllable, like coin or loud. Really? mm Mm-hmm. And a triphthong? Well, I guess. So a triphthong is the same thing, but it's three vowels. Three vowels, such as like sour, Ireland, curious. So, see, cats have pretty advanced vocal skills. Incredible. I don't know who researches this or dives down into this, but that's incredible work for sure. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's why we're here. That's we cannot right afford so you could share research. all this information. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's That's usually, awesome. you know, this is they write this stuff down, people. The next cocktail party you go to, you can say, Did you know that cats can speak with two diphthongs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amaze your friends with this useless cat trivia, right? <laughs> oh, they just need a flip flop or two to fill in fit in there. <laughs> okay, let's move on to N. Tell us all about N. N is for nose because, again, cats have superior noses and senses of smell. It's the most significant scent, you know, sense on on the cat. You know, as well as they can hear, it's the nose is even even much greater importance to them, and they can smell so much more than humans. They have two hundred million odor sensitive cells in their nose, and we only have five million. So, you know, the other thing you need to think about here's this creature with. Super magnified hearing and sense of smell. I mean, it must like it must be like being a little vampire. You know, watch those vampire movies where vampires have all these heightened senses and things, and they experience the world in a really, really different way than mortal beings. I, I think I think cats are like that. I think that they're they're just they're super creatures. I think so too. I mean, they really are. I mean, from all other creatures out there, the more I listen to this and the more obvious it becomes, it's it's just amazing. Um, and I think so. it's important to note because, you know, behavior behavior is a result of how you are interacting with your environment for all species. And so we don't think about our environment in any other way than the way we perceive it. And so, you know, that old adage, if you walk a mile in someone else's shoes, well, if you walk a mile in their paws 
and you get down really low on the ground and you imagine your hearing magnified 20 times and your smell magnified, you know, astronomically. I mean, first of all, that floor, you're going to be amazed at the stuff you smell on the floor down that low. And the sensitivity to cleaners and air fresheners and things like that, it's, it's things that we just don't ever even take into consideration, which is why I like to share these what seems like ridiculous facts, you know, that you're going to tell at your next cocktail party, um, because it helps you to understand how your cat is perceiving the world differently than we do. Awesome. Moving on, let's move on to O. Tell us all about O. O is for obesity. And sadly, obesity is as common in cats as it is in our human population. And again, this is mostly due to dry food feeding, overfeeding, I should say. Um, People like to leave dry food out for their cats to graze on all the time. And I would really like it if you would leave macaroni and cheese out for me to graze on all the time. And if you did... I would be obese because macaroni and cheese, just like dry food, is full of carbohydrates. And carbohydrates are addicting. And so I would eat that mac and cheese all day long until I would become obese, just like cats. It's not natural for cats to free feed. So feed meals. Cats are snackers. They like small meals. In the wild, they'll eat nine to ten small meals a day. So feed your cat four times, three at the very, very, very minimum. Feed them three times and then get a feeder for the middle of the night. And I have a very inexpensive, very reliable feeder on my website, catbehaviorsolutions.org. Go to the resource page and I've put the link there for you to buy it on Amazon. It's, It's a great feeder. So Feed more frequently, and uh, you know the other thing is I'll 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 post a, uh, a cat body score chart on on that site as well. I don't have it up now, but I will because a lot of people have uh, they don't understand when their cat's obese or or what a a normal body frame on a cat ought to look like. People will I'll go into a consult and I'll say your cat could lose a few pounds and people look real insulted and I'm like, well, it's, it's fat, you know, you're overfeeding it. So watch out for cat obesity because it will lead to the H word. It will lead to heart disease and, and diabetes. That would have been a good D word. Dang it. Why didn't I think of that? Uh-huh. Oh, well. Okay. Oh, well. All right. I think I know this next one as we move into P it's gotta be for poop. <laughs> okay, P is for poop. Could have been an, another great F word. Would have been feces. Man, in hindsight, we're going to have to do this ABC thing a couple times, and I'll just change the words out. <laughs> <laughs> so poop. Here's an interesting poop fact for you. When cats don't cover their poop, it can be a sign of actual aggression to let you or another cat know that they don't fear you. So it's like... It's like a territorial marker when they don't cover their poop. So why do they cover it? Well, it's a good question because cats are naturally territorial all the time. So why do they bother to cover it in the first place? But actually, they don't want that scent to attract predators 
or to chase away prey. So in the wild, you know, we look at what they do in the litter box compared to what they're doing in the wild. So in the wild, if they're not feeling threatened, they cover up their business. They cover up their poop because they don't want their prey to smell it. And they certainly don't want the coyotes to smell it and figure out where they are. Um, But when they don't cover it, it's because another cat, they sense another cat is approaching the territory and they want to make it really crystal clear. This is my territory and if you come in it, I'm going to kick your ass. So if your cat is not covering its poop, look for some signs of insecurity there and, and maybe there are some things in the environment you can do to, to improve so that he feels more secure and not like he has to leave that for you to see uncovered. So, jumping into Q, that must be for queer. Can cats be gay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Q's queer. Yeah, I can see we. Uh, it was hard to find a Q word that related to cats. So, can cats be gay? <clears throat> you put me in some awkward situations, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm testing that knowledge. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Human sexual orientation is varied and fluid and, you know, I certainly wouldn't urge you to compare our human behavior to that of animals' sexual behavior. You know, cats and many other species don't engage in lifelong mating you know, categories. They don't they don't get married, you know, like like eagles and things will mate for life. Cats are not a species that mate for life. You know, um, actually, you know, you you see cats mounting. Like people go, well, I, the reason people ask that question usually is, I see my male dog mounting another male dog, or I see my male cat mounting an, another male cat. But they really do that to show dominance, especially in the dog world. You know, I often say. Um, cats don't have a social hierarchy, so, you know, they're not, there's no alpha cat. Well, occasionally they do have displays of dominance. And if you have a cat that's mounting another cat, then he's trying to inflict dominance over that other cat. And again, there might be some things in the environment that you can do where that cat that's feeling like he needs to show dominance will feel more secure in the environment. But other species like um, albatrosses, that, that, this, this is a good example, female albatrosses will form lifelong partnerships, you know. So I guess you could say albatrosses, you know, have, have gay tendencies, but, um, you know, dogs and cats don't engage in any sexual behavior for, for long periods of time. I mean, you know, they, they go out there and they mate to procreate, and that's what drives them. So, you know, queen would have been a better keyword because um, at least that's what they call a female cat that you're breeding. She's the queen that's that's breeding. Uh, that that would have been better than queer, but thanks for that one, Dewey. All right. Well, let's <laughs> roll into R. Tell us all about R. R. R is for routine and regularity. Oh my gosh, cats are addicted to routine. They need to know that they can rely on you to provide food, litter box cleaning, time with them, prey play at specific times of the day. If your routine is erratic, your cat will become insecure. And when they become insecure, they can develop 
behavior problems. So routine and regularity is a must for cats. They're a little OCD, aren't they? They are a little OCD, kind of like us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we taught them that. Yeah, they, they kind of, they are. So let's roll into S. Tell us about S. S is for sweat. This is something we don't talk about a lot in in any creature, but certainly not not cats. So cats, you know, they don't sweat under their arms like we do. They sweat through their paws, mostly when they're stressed. Dogs pant um, during exercise, do they, and that's how they cool themselves down by panting. Do cats do the same? Yeah. So yeah, what you're saying, dogs dogs actually pant as a way to sweat. You know, because when we sweat, that's cooling our body down. And when dogs pant, it cools their body down. But it's really rare for a cat to pant. Now, I have seen, you know, we've wore out some kittens just playing with them like crazy, a lot of exercise. And they'll stop and they'll, they'll pant. But you mostly see it when they're stressed. And you really need to watch for abnormal panting. Um, you know, there was a about a four-month-old kitten we were playing with, and really after only about a minute of, of play, he would start panting real heavily. And that's a cat that you you want to get to the vet and, and have its heart checked out and things like that because that can really be an underlying sign of a, of a medical problem going on. Um, you know, heart, heart issues, just like we talked about, that's that's the most common. Okay, let's roll into T. Is that for territorial? That would be a good one. But since we haven't, we have talked a lot about territorial issues on, in the rest of this alphabet and in previous episodes. So one thing we haven't talked about is eyesight. And I know that's not an T word. It should have been an E word for I, but we went with ears for E. So the T word's going to be tapetum lucidum. And that is the layer over the eye that magnifies light. So cats also see six times better than we do in the dark and low light. You, you've said in the past cats can't see red. Right. Their their eyesight is similar to what a colorblind human being sees. You only see shades of blue and green. They also don't see the same richness of hues and saturations of color we do. It's more washed out. I'll, uh, I'll also post, uh, there have been some good simulations about what we see versus what a cat sees. And they're also nearsighted, which means they can't see far objects well. Seeing close objects is better suited for hunting and killing prey, right? Yeah, definitely. That's that's exactly why they're nearsighted, because they need to see what's happening right up close in their face. Lions are opposite because lions will chase down herds of gazelles and things. So they need to be able to see what's happening off in a distance. And their prey is quite big so that they can plan this, you know, advanced long-term chase and attack. But cats typically pounce and chase on things very close up and nearby. They're not going to run a quarter of a mile chasing a lizard, although I think Tabasco might run a quarter of a mile chasing a lizard if he got the chance. (laughs) Sure he would. So let's move into you. What is you about? You's got to be for urination since we talked about poop for pee. 
How many times per day is that normal? So, you know, I get asked this a lot because people want to have a baseline to be able to tell if their cat's peeing too much. And um, on average, a cat will pee two to four times a day, but it does vary per, per cat. So the best thing to do for your cat is to get a baseline. You know, n- note when you change, when you're scooping out the litter box, how many you know, how many pee clumps are you getting out per day so that you know what's normal for your cat? And of course, if you're seeing little tiny small amounts of pee and not a, a normal, you know, half cup or less, if it's tiny amount like a tablespoon, that could mean that your cat's got a urinary tract infection. So if you're seeing little bitty teeny tiny pee amounts, it's or they're not using the litter box, then it's time for a vet visit and, and to have a, a urinalysis. It's common for them to get urinary tract infections. Again, a lot because they're dehydrated and uh, because we're feeding dry food. So there's a lot of ways that diet plays into how healthy a cat is. We're getting All down right. to the so end I think here. That, I think that rolls us into V. That's got to be for vet. Yeah, V for vet. You need to take your cat to the vet. And I know that that's the most difficult thing in the world. Shoving that cat in the carrier and taking it to the vet and having it hiss. And I mean, I can't even imagine. I always thought I wanted to be a vet when I was a kid. But thinking about what they have to go through in treating cats in a clinic. I mean, every cat comes in out of its territory, pissed off as hell, about to rip their faces off. I mean, they can only get a minor amount of exam done without sedating, which you you don't want to do for a, a general exam and routine. I mean, it, it's, it's hard. Taking your cat to the vet, it's hard. So you need to try to make that experience as pleasant as possible. And I did a, a blog recently on how to get your cat carrier trained so that going to the vet isn't as traumatic of experience. So check out the blog and, and learn about that. Excellent. Now let's roll into W. Tell us about W. Whiskers, of course. I love cats' whiskers. In fact, I found a, a thing on Etsy I'm, I'm going to buy. Um, she takes your cat's whiskers and like melts them into this necklace. So I'm going to do that with Tabasco so that I will always have Tabasco's whiskers with me after he's gone. And whiskers are super special because they're like curb feelers. They're, they're not just hairs, you know, thick hairs growing out of their face like yours. They're not like your whiskers. <laughs> these, <laughs> these, the, and you definitely should never shave or cut your cat's whiskers. Oh, that's um, a good comment. Because yeah. cat's whiskers are, they're covered in nerve cells and they actually have blood vessels, little tiny blood vessels running through them. They use them to detect just the slightest changes in environment. Like they can detect movement. You know, if they're if they're stalking a mouse and the mouse is close, they can actually feel with their whiskers what direction that mouse moves. And that's why when you're playing with them and they shove those whiskers really far forward, they're they're putting those curb feelers out there. It's it's like it's like octopus and you know tentacles. They're they're almost like little bitty extensions of the cat's sensory system. I mean, you know, and again, think about this. Think about how much better they can hear, how much better they can they can see, how much better 
they can smell and how much better they can feel because they've got these amazing tentacles, these whiskers that they deal with. I mean, the cat's environment is so much more intense, intensely rich in the senses and more sensitive than ours is. It's it's amazing. It does sound amazing. So well, we're down last, to the last... These last three are going to be hard. I know. I was just <laughs> going to say, we're down to the last three. Please. They're always the most we're gonna, difficult. We're going to be stretching here, reaching. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. So let's get started. X, for lack of more imagination, X-ray. Okay. Yeah. I I can't think of any other X word that deals with cats that would be at all appropriate. So x-ray. Um, and sometimes you need to have your cats x-rayed. Um, cats come into the shelter with broken bones and we x-ray them often to, to see where they're broken and how they might be repaired. And um, Tabasco had an x-ray recently because of the coughing I was talking about. I, you know, we finally got a, a chest x-ray, which revealed the um, asthma and, and bronchitis and lung disease. So x-rays can be very, very important. Also, if, if your cat's ingested something and, you know, if your cat stops pooping, it may have a blockage and it's very important to take it to the vet and see. And most vets have x-ray machines there and they can take a quick x-ray of the cat and see what's going on inside. So yeah, x-ray worked. That works. All right, so the next one, why? That's got to be for yawn. Cats do that a lot, right? They do. Cats yawn a lot. It's a it's an involuntary behavior, just like ours, and just like with us. They do it to expel excess carbon dioxide, and um, it also keeps them alert, keeps them from falling asleep, like if they're hunting. Um, they can do it when they're bored, just like us. Um, they do it to communicate to one another because it's a sign of being relaxed to another cat. Wow. Okay. So that's the, anyway. I was going to make a comment about yawning. Yawning. <laughs> it, well, yawning is one of those things. Every time you're watching uh, the Animal Planet and they have the lions, they always have a a footage in there of the lions laying down and yawning so it's it's well known that cats do a lot of yawning mm-hmm. and, and for obvious reasons and just like with people by the way yawns are contagious i mean they they you know they they studies have been shown that just talking about yawning makes you want to yawn have you yawned yet twice <laughs> and so <laughs> when cats are around each other one of them will yawn and then the other will yawn so they're that's why i say stop yawning because i'll start yawning and then we can't we can't mm-hmm. you know and and there've been studies, by the way. There there you know people. I don't know who funds these silly studies, but you'd be amazed at what you can find out there. But there've actually been studies that have have looked at is yawning physically contagious to dogs, and they have proven that yes, when a dog yawns, other dogs will yawn. But nobody has bothered to do that study for cats. But it's true; it's contagious for them too. I'm sure it'd be a big study. So let's let's go to the last letter before <laughs> we close out the show. Z, is that for zero? Okay, yeah, better than yeah. zebras because there aren't any Can't zebras. Think of any Z's. 
right? There aren't any zebra-striped cats that I've seen yet. I'll, I'll adopt that one when I find it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so zero. Um, cats have a zero tolerance for lactose. So uh, cats are lactose intolerant. You should never, ever feed your cat cow's milk, contrary to all those old retro posters and things of putting putting a bowl of milk out for the kittens outside. Don't don't do it. Goat's milk, goat's milk is okay, but um, cats are lactose intolerant. Most of them are are gluten intolerant too. So your cat is gluten free and needs a grain free diet. So that's all I can think of. Zero tolerance. A lot of times they have. Uh, zero to little tolerance for other cats um, because they are so territorial. Um, I can't think of anything else they have zero tolerance for. (laughs) Petting in ways they don't like, maybe. And and speaking of petting in ways they don't like, I just posted to Facebook um, my friend Jackson Galaxy's video on how to pet a cat. They just uh, published that video, excellent video, exactly the way that I recommend people interact with cats, you know, on their terms. And he does really good visual and explanation of how to pet a cat. So check out our our blog for that. That was a good a good share. And here we are. X was there was oh, it that A or Z of cats. Woo-hoo. All right. Good job, Dewey. Really All balls right. queer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, you came up with some good ones. We'll have yeah. to do this again. <laughs> you bet. Okay. So thank you all for listening. And uh, Molly, sign us off. Well, thanks for coming today to be with us for the Alphabet of Cat Info. Please tune in again and check out our podcast. We've made them all podcasts so that you can listen anytime to these shows. And again, email me, molly at cattalkradio.com. Anything you might have picked up or what's going on with you and your cats, we'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Purr on. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.